0: What's going on, everybody? This is Sean of Ross-like music. And this is The Super of
1: Show. I'm La Mali. This is Blue and Green Radio.
0: Party people, this is Mr. V of Confessions of a Curly Mind, broadcasting through Blue and Green Radio.
1: You're listening to
0: Steve Williams at UK5.org. Welcome to the Blue and
1: Green Sessions.
0: Right, the vibe with DJ Ronnie Ron.
1: Cosmic Radio. Radio. Twisted Soul. Futuristica
0: Radio. You're listening to the Blue and Green podcast, and I hope you enjoy what we are going to say. BlueandGreenRadio.com Welcome friends, you're tuned in to another episode of the Blue in Green podcast My name is Imran, thank you very much for your time and company for the show today Really exciting show that we have lined up for you today We'll discuss it momentarily Quick reminder firstly that this podcast series runs in conjunction with Blue in Green Radio The online internet radio station that broadcasts from London And is incredibly fortunate to be hosting shows from across the world All providing us exclusive content for your listening pleasure, uh, all the way from Niigata, Japan, and Melbourne, Australia, San Jose, California, Denver, Colorado, Paris, France, uh, as well as, of course, parts of the UK. So, thank you for tuning in to the episode today. We'd encourage you, obviously, to check out blueingreenradio.com. You can find the full backlist episodes of our podcast, as well as our 24 hours a day never ending stream. However, um, yeah, our, <laughs> the radio station. Itself, so uh, yes, gives a gives a click. Um, today's episode, incredibly special episode today. I kind of have the opportunity to talk to someone I've actually wanted to talk to for a really long time. Uh, we're discussing um, the wonderful career of Shola Adisa Farah, uh, independent uh, singer songwriter and uh an incredible artist she introduced uh, her a wonderful music to the world back in 2016 through her exquisite album lost myself uh, partnering her her wonderful talents with the florian policia quintet uh through hot casa records and uh the album is called lost myself and is just it's beautiful it really is a wonderful piece of work and uh we screamed about it <laughs> upon release we were very very excited about it and we had the the opportunity to have a Q&A with Shola, a kind of a written Q&A that we had for the on the website. Uh, back uh, in 2016 So uh, since then uh, Her music has taken her across the world uh, Which we discuss uh, The adventures that she's kind of uh, The places that she's been, been able to go to And uh, to take her music is, is really kind of inspiring It's encouraging And uh, makes for really really great kind of stories So uh, I'm yeah, I'm very very excited About the episode today We get to also discuss uh, 2021 Which is oh, a massively busy year uh, For Shola with uh, two singles already under her belt uh, in lately and feel immortalized there are also singles with the hogstad brothers and an upcoming ep and the promise of new music every month this year very, very busy uh, So uh, I'll um, introduce um, my pick for uh, my opening number as, you, as regular listeners will know That we play two songs per episode Our guest has the, the luxury of picking the closing number for the episode But the um, I have the luxury of picking the opening one And I figured I couldn't think of anything better to, uh, to play than the um, current single uh from shola we're going to play feel immortalized as we said there's a bunch of stuff coming out this year so do what you can to jump on the train early so that uh you can just scoop them up as they come uh massive thanks again to shola for her time and company it's uh it was is a great episode uh i thoroughly enjoyed uh hanging out with her and i fear i may pester her more uh for her to appear on subsequent episodes maybe later this year if she's free uh, so uh, thanks, gang. Um, I hope you very much enjoyed the episode. Please feel free once again to visit us at blueingreenradio.com. And as I say, hope you guys enjoy the episode today.
1: Giving, giving, let it take a hold of ya, let it take control of ya, giving you the best part of me, still I wanna make it work, baby, no, you still got me, it's just gonna take some work, giving, 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 I want you committed.
0: How how are you?
2: I'm good. It's nice uh, to hear your voice. That's
0: very kind of you to say. <laughs> uh, thank you so much for uh for taking the time. I've been really looking forward to this. Um to kind of just get to just to chat and, and uh talk about your incredible uh music, your new singles and everything. It's 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 all been very, very exciting, kinda of delving into everything. Um that you've been putting out. So, uh, yeah. So I guess my first question was sort of what I already said was, really, how are you? I mean, mm-hmm. that that's a question that's like taken on a whole new meaning now. Yeah. With, uh, <laughs> with everything that's happened in the last year. Have you been in, in Brooklyn for the entire time?
2: I have up until, um, so I, right before everything, like it New York officially locked down, I guess, on um, March 15th. And I had just come to New York after being in Jamaica for two and a half months. And (laughs) so I was like coming to New York with all this refreshed, great energy. Okay. 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 (laughs) And then two weeks, everything shut down. I was like, okay. Um, And then, yeah, I have been here the entire time. I just left for the very first time uh, the middle of January for my birthday. And I was gone for a month in um, I was in, I went to Florida just to get some sun and to escape the winter, but that was my first time. Leaving uh, basically the tri-state area of New York um, in a year, which is pretty remarkable considering that uh, a lot of my work is for, is traveling. And, mm. and the year prior, 2019, I hadn't been in New York for more than six weeks at a time without traveling normally internationally to sing. So um, <laughs> yeah, it was a completely wow. different experience than what I've been living up until this point.
0: Would you have stayed in Jamaica if you had known what would happen when you came back?
2: Ah, that's such a good question. That's an excellent question. And a lot of people are like, you should go back. And I really, it was a very weird time because I I have brothers and sisters and they're in California. And so I was thinking, my mom lives in Jamaica. And so I was thinking like, should we huddle up and all be in California or where should we be? And the thing about Jamaica, while of course um, having the... Nature is incredible and the weather. Um, you know, I was just speaking with my mom uh, yesterday and she was just saying they're really struggling
1: nice. because they're
2: having spikes of uh, cases and they don't have the same resources. And they've actually been like, I think like the UK and also definitely France, um, I know ha- they've been on curfew basically the entire time. So yeah. their curfew has been at 10 p.m. and has now gone back down to seven. And they recently, which makes very little sense to me, have closed down all public beaches and all public. Public parks. Wow. And I'm like, what? Like if you're not able to like really be out and about the beaches and the park like having access to natural resources of space and nature is the best thing you could have, you know? So why would you so it that doesn't sound very great to me. And that was something that happened before too. So right. I can't say that I would have stayed in Jamaica given that <laughs> I mean there would have been some good elements, but then some other things that were really Complicated. Yeah. Um, and I, you know, I can say that I've been really fortunate. I, I live in Brooklyn and I live across the street from a park. So during all of this, I was able to get out and like walk and just have that. And I also live by myself and I have, um, I'm fortunate enough to have a, a pretty, I have a good space, so I could work out of different rooms and be in different mm-hmm. rooms, and I also have access to my rooftop and my fire escape, which I call my balcony. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, I had some outdoor um, space and and just some like everybody some quiet time, but it didn't drive me crazy. Did, Which, I was going
0: to ask, because obviously you've, you've got all these this amazing music that's coming mm-hmm. out. Was it as a result of that time at home or was it a case of that time at home has prevented kind of promotion in the normal way?
2: Well, um, two parts to that question. Some of the, So I'm releasing music from two different collaborations. Mm. Uh, one is with uh, a person that I worked with While I was in Jamaica. So in January, we worked together and had a residency, uh, basically in my mom's home and we created this music. And then the other collaboration is actually from my neighbors in Brooklyn, like uh, guys that I knew before, and they live four blocks away from me. And we recorded during this time. Like during wow. these first few months, we ca- I knew their bubble and my bubble was basically me by myself. <laughs> so <laughs> we could I could walk the four blocks, you know, and we could we like um, you know it's with producers. So he wore a mask, and obviously I had to sing, um, and we would do things kind of virtually too, like the songwriting process wow. and stuff like that. A lot of emailing, so it's been. Um, it's a bit a mixture of both and a lot of creativity. One of the things that I've been thinking about is like, if I already have a rapport with somebody, it's not, of course we'd rather be in person, but because of the way technology is, there definitely is that possibility that might not have existed before. So if I already kind of know someone's energy and someone's style and we've worked together, now we can pivot to maybe having a virtual residency and these are the things that i've discussed with some of my collaborators who don't live in walking proximity to me Mm -hmm. um so yeah it's been it's been interesting and and i did a completely different project that's not music in the same way like a children's animation project and that was completely done virtually i bought a microphone and set it up in my closet (laughs) so that became my vocal booth and then like through emails and working with people Everyone, like, remotely and virtually, we got it done. So I think for me – mm-hmm, go ahead, sorry. I'm so
0: sorry. I was, was going to ask. Yes, yeah, so this is Izzy and Shola. I was watching yeah. YouTube videos today. <laughs> how exciting. That's such a yeah. great project. How did, how did that come about?
2: Um, a friend of mine whose daughter's name is Izzy, uh, she had this like, – she has two daughters, uh, who, like, who are under – both of them are under two and a half. And she was just like, you know, I think – there's not enough media for little African girls. She lives in South Africa and she's Nigerian, and so she said, "You know, I just feel like there, we just need some more diverse content." And you do voices, and um, you're a singer, so why don't we do this thing together? And I was like, "Uh, okay, I sure. <laughs> I haven't really thought about doing children's music, um, but ironically, I had just." when I was on doing this residency with my friend in Jamaica, I had come up with some, a children's song, like really basic. And so it was ironic that she asked me, cause I was like, I actually just kind of randomly freestyled this child song, children's song. And so that might be a place to start. And we actually, one of the episodes is a song that I, <laughs> that I came up with when I was in Jamaica. Um, so we just got together virtually, sent each other scripts back and forth, talked about the ideas And I recorded all the voices from my closet and I sang all the songs from my closet. We got a guy in the UK actually, uh, to create the music with some of my guidance of like what we wanted and we just made it happen. So a virtual team completely. And I think to go back to your first question, how am I? It was very positive, uh, for me to be able to have creative projects to, uh, put Mm -hmm. my energy into you know, and, um, you know, getting this mic and really having the confidence to say, okay, it's not a, you know, high grade studio. It's literally my closet with my clothes in it, but I think I can create good sound. I think I know what good sound sounds like. Um, I'm going to try to do this and just decided that I'm going to be a little bit more independent and figure out a way to be creative and produce content during this time.
0: Yeah, as horrific as the whole the whole experience has been for people in the last year and I certainly don't mean to sound I'd say hope I don't come across as insensitive but in, mm-hmm. in 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 a way that that time was a blessing in a, for a lot of people in a lot yeah. of ways wasn't it so it's for people it's exciting to talk to people who are able to capitalize on it in such a great way as opposed mm-hmm. to I suppose in your situation you're, you're creating art and it has to come from inspiration and at the same time if you have no inspiration and you can't source that in the way you normally would through traveling, through socializing, through performing. I can understand how that could stunt that kind of creativity, but this is, it's exciting to hear you, you know, talk about all these projects that have kind of emanated from having that time, um, you know, indoors, basically, where these projects have just naturally all come together in a great way.
2: Absolutely. And one of the things we did have is a lot of time with ourselves. And depending on how comfortable you are or aren't with that, I'm pretty comfortable with myself. And I I spent a lot of time thinking, you can go to corners of your mind that could be positive or negative or somewhere in between and use that as inspiration too. just really thinking about what you're doing and why. And I mean, I've also had a lot of difficult conversations with collaborators about the music business and life as an artist and touring and what that even means and what is it all for and do you do it if you don't have a way for people to kind of get access to it in the way they did before like what is the purpose of it and i don't have all the answers for it but you know this has been a lot of as they say you know come to jesus moments where you really consider like you know, what am I here for? Am I contributing? What does it mean? Like, how am I connected? You know, like all these things. And I've had those moments, they come up probably every six weeks, (laughs) you know. Um, And so Mm -hmm. just working through that and accepting it and realizing it's part of just the process of life, but also we're living in extraordinary times. Mm -hmm. Um, And so however you deal with that is not really to be judged. It's just to be dealt with, you know, and and really try to stay present in what's happening and figure out a way to to pivot or um process in a hopefully a creative or healthy way so that we can um survive this time yeah. and hopefully thrive in certain ways as you yeah. said
0: yeah yeah you mentioned like the you you know you've sort of said about those those that reflection period of those times with you know just of with yourself having those you know asking yourself these questions Mm -hmm. I know you've sort of touched on it with with that but a question I was asked probably in the summer last year was what have you learned about yourself during this time and the question petrifies me for some reason and I didn't (laughs) I I never had an answer I still don't necessarily have one do you is there anything Mm. that kind of springs to mind for yourself um it's a difficult question isn't it
2: it, yeah I mean I I can say one I'm maybe I'm stronger than I gave myself credit for I don't like to use the word stronger but like I really have done a lot of kind of like spiritual work and inner work to just be you know just thoughtful about what I'm doing and why I'm here and kind of the ecosystem of life and how things are connected and so during this time I felt like that really served me I didn't You know, and this is, again, like I don't want to sound insensitive and I'm not saying like, oh, gosh, I did all this. So, but, you know, I just felt like there was something to lean on. I was I felt good about myself. I could process what was happening in a healthy way. And I was just able to take it as it was kind of like, I mean, granted, nothing in my life circumstance I mean, outside of being able to travel, which is big, everything else, my needs were met. So that that's a big thing that I have to say. And I've been healthy throughout this whole time, and everyone that I love has been healthy too, thankfully. Mm. Um, but yeah, that I these inner qualities that I'm working on that are not necessarily something that I could show outwardly are things that really do serve me. Um, so I don't know how specific that is, but that feels like something I just learned about myself, my own sense of um, inner fortitude and, and resilience and flexibility. Um, and yeah, my ability to, to create and be self-reliant. Like there's just a lot of things that I did that I would not have normally done because I didn't have to. And now I had to, and I was like, okay, I can do this. I can show up in this way for myself. I can, um, do these things. So I think that's something Mm. that I, learned it's funny you
0: say it's funny that that's something that you learned because i feel like just looking at the things that you've done it's all built on strength in a mm-hmm. way you know you've moved around you know yeah. you what sp- you went to paris you went yeah. from it was to uh new york from oakland you know mm-hmm. you've you've traveled <laughs> yeah. the world in an incredible way which i was hoping to discuss as well about all yeah. these in- the incredible places that you've been to and performed and um like your YouTube uh, uh, page, for example, is a great hub of a great collection of all these places that you've been, the interviews and performances that you've done in like Kazakhstan and mm-hmm. Ethiopia, and it's amazing. <laughs> yeah. It's just it's a great kind of diary in its own way. But you know, you're an independent artist. You're yeah. you're creating. You're consistently touring and performing. It's all built on strength, isn't mm. it? Yeah, I
2: guess you're. I guess you're right. I mean, one of the things I've struggled with is kind of like external validation. You know, there's certain things that are markers of success, which this mm. in maybe some ways has leveled us all, you know, like there's money and there's like fame and, and these things that are like, okay, that person's successful. If we see yeah. that looking like that. And there's these other things like, I treat people really well, or I care about whatever, you know, certain things that are not necessarily outward facing and you can't necessarily get a, you know, a clap on the back for, there's no like, wow, this person is a good human. We don't really have awards or things like that. And I'm not saying that there should be, but for me, there's been times where I'm like, well, I'm a good person. And what, like what value does that bring? Like, does that actually mean anything in the end of the Like do people actually yeah. care? Do they care about these other things? And so during this time, I guess that's what I mean is that those things really do matter. And they, and if only for myself, that's enough, like just that kind of energy is enough to hold me over. And I think that was something that I, that I think I learned, or even the way that I've interacted with other people and realizing, um, throughout my world travels and and the people that I'm connected to in a real way, you know, it comes, it kind of comes to the surface or on the other end things that were flimsy really broke down during this period. And so a lot Mm -hmm. of things didn't necessarily break down for me. Um, And so I felt like, wow, there's things that are, you know, and and maybe it's just the the way that I see myself that might be a little bit disconnected from reality. Like there's been times I'm like, I don't feel stable because I'm like moving around all the time. And even though I am stable, like I always have a comfortable place to live in, whatever. Somehow I don't see myself like that. Um, And so during this time, it's like, oh no, your things are things are together. You you actually do have a plan, like even though you might not give yourself credit for it. You're you're doing things because sometimes I feel like my um you know, free spirit nature or sometimes my indecisiveness um I don't know, is is it, it feels in the forefront of my mind sometimes even though that might be different from how I'm moving through the world. So, mm. I, I guess it was just a different way to see myself than
0: I had been before. Yeah. It's, that's, yeah, it's it's fascinating, isn't it? I mean, have those kind of, those benchmarks for success, I mean, Mm. how has that kind of clarified itself in a way? I mean, it's sort of like, I suppose a lot of it really has to come down to, the honesty about what anyone in that's applicable to anyone in any situation i think you can always say yeah i've i've achieved it you know um, mm-hmm. i've achieved whatever it is but in the back of your mind you're like i want this i want right this. I yeah want this. And, exactly and it's always i think it's always difficult to kind of be honest with yourself in in many ways uh, about what it is you want what's that what is that unattainable thing or is it just are those goal posts consistently going to move Every time right. that, you know, I've achieved it, I've, I've done it. I've performed in Paris. Mm-hmm, I've done it, blah, blah, mm-hmm, blah. And mm-hmm. then you're like, well, now I want to perform in London. Now I want exactly. to you know, tour the world and I want a Grammy. <laughs> exactly.
2: It's a really, it's really great point. And that, that was some of what I did during this time was like, Shola, remember what you're living now was a dream at some point, you know, like really mm. having to check in with yourself about those things because you're absolutely right. It can be easy if you're, you know, like an ambitious person and, you know, whatever to think you know to always move the goalposts but not really sitting in the juice or the fruits of what you created that like 5 years ago, 3 years ago, 10 years ago, 15 years ago would have been a dream to be able to like I've seen most of the world through music not because I'm paying for it so that money that I might think I need maybe I don't even need it because that's not how that's not been the way that the the world has opened up to me. It's been open to me through music and through my creativity and that's actually one of the things that I had to really come to grips with two, there was points where I was like talking bad about, you know, my music. And I was just kind of like, well, you know, what is this? Like, how is this paying off? What's happening? Blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, hold on, Shola. (laughs) You've had some, some of the most incredible experience of your life have been through music, Mm. you know? Like, so what do you want from it? What more do you want from it? And this is, goes back to what we were talking about before about like, what's the purpose? What does it mean? Like, blah, blah, blah. Like really, I've been working on identifying for myself what does it mean and what do I want from it and what do I want to give to it and what is that balance of between what you invest versus what you feel like you should reap you know um, and also just acknowledging how much it's gifted to me you know and and really honoring that in a way if I'm just always looking forward about the next goal I don't I don't necessarily honor it in the way that it that I should you know yeah
0: it's difficult isn't it obviously and I suppose mm-hmm. when you're there's a part of you as a person that is thinking this is what I've got to do but then someone says hey you know stop and smell the roses you kind of yeah. like yeah it, it, it's I don't know sometimes you kind of like no because that's going to prevent me moving forward mm-hmm. you know I can appreciate how someone might say well no I want to keep moving forward I yeah I don't want to get moving. complacent exactly, or exactly yeah,
2: yeah. but, but there, yeah there's a thin line you know yeah, there's yeah. a balancing act that can be achieved yeah. I think
0: as you've sort of said I mean all the places that you were, were there places that you had booked to to be performing in over the last year had you have have you had to cancel anything
2: Well this was well-timed in a weird way because this was actually the year that I wanted to be creating. Um wow. Yeah, so I didn't have any plans for anything because I was like, okay, I want to create and like put out new music. That would be the point so then I can build it up again and, and really experiment again because I hadn't put out music since 2016 and I was touring yeah. off of that for a long time, which is amazing. But I wanted to share other parts and explore different styles of music and things like that. So there wasn't, anything specific that i had planned that i actually had to cancel um a lot of the things in my life feel very much like okay in a month can you come here (laughs) and i'm like (laughs) oh okay so you know there's i'm sure there were things like that that i would not have known on but known of but there wasn't anything on the books that i had to um cancel so yeah
0: as far as the places that you've performed at are there any sort of real like, standout memories of places that you've been to or experiences that you've had? I mean, as I said, I mean, Ethiopia, Kazakhstan. I mean, these are just incredible places to to kind of have taken your music, surely.
2: Yeah, for sure. I would say Kazakhstan really <laughs> stands out to me because, hello, it's a country I'd never thought about, like, ever. Yeah. And um, I've had two tours in Kazakhstan. I've been wow. to, I think, 12 cities. So I've been all over the country, like, via... Uh, plane, bus, car, like you name it. I've been there. And, um, uh, you know, like I had no, I never saw Borac, And <laughs> not to say that there's a great example <laughs> no, of the country, but I had no <laughs> reference point whatsoever. You know, like yeah. I really went there. Like I have no, I, like I don't know what I'm going to expect. And honestly, the Kazakhs were the nicest, most generous people I had ever met. Like just mm. so loving and just general. I mean, there were just so many little acts of kindness that people expressed to me there are just, just really a lot of warmth. And like I said, I performed all over and it was very particular because first of all, I I guess they're a gift giving culture because I, I I never stayed one. I only stayed one night at a hotel that I was at. So a lot of times I would have to leave the bouquets of flowers I got with the hotel uh, because I couldn't take them with me because I was always adorned with gifts. So I would get (laughs) flowers every night and chocolates and people had like printed out my photos and wanted autographs and it was just incredible. And the other thing that was really particular is that there, like if you sang a note that they liked in the middle of the song in the middle of the show, they're gonna give you your flowers. It's not like (laughs) wait till the end. You know like so you might have a standing ovation at the end some or whatever. No no no. Like they will you sing that note someone is walking on stage or putting a flower on the stage. And I was just like this is incredible. Okay, thank you. I'm still singing right now. Thank you for this gift. You know. So it was just so unique and of course I don't speak any Kazakh and I like or Russian so I couldn't even recognize my name's most times. So it was just this way that it's just the energy that people were able to um, express appreciation without language mm. because we didn't speak the same language. And I just found it so warming and I just felt very comfortable and it was just, it was just a very memorable experience.
0: Amazing. It sounds fantastic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> where would you like to go? Where is there anywhere that you've always sort of earmarked that you'd like mm. to a country or, or even just a venue that you've kind of would like to perform at that you've never done so?
2: Wow. That's a great question. And it seems like it should be obvious that I've been thinking about this and I really have not. <laughs> I'm like, I, I really don't know. Wow,
1: well, yeah, that's amazing. I well, that's know that's good. really
2: strange. I, yeah. I just, I don't know. It's just like as far as it can go is where I want to go. And, um, I like to be surprised by places. So, I mean, I would love to perform like at the blue note in Hawaii. (laughs) Why not? (laughs) Why not? It's the blue note and it's Hawaii. So that sounds great. (laughs) You know, I have never done, um, have I even had, I've never had a show in England.
0: I don't think. really? I figured you would have. That's amazing.
2: I don't think I have. So, um, yeah, I would like to do that. Oh, that'd be amazing. Yeah. Yeah, Um, yeah, So that's all I can think of right now. I mean, I just, yeah, because I just like want to go anywhere and everywhere. Um, But there's no one place in mind because like I said, all these countries that I'd never thought of have created remarkable experiences for me. So it's like I don't have an expectation of what somewhere can be,
0: you know. That's amazing, but when, whenever you do decide to, uh, to to venture off anywhere else, or whenever we're obviously allowed to to mm-hmm. uh, go off and venture, yeah, exactly. Else, you, you've got uh, yeah, you'll have a a whole host of incredible new music to, to be yeah. playing to people. I mean, the, the singles that you've released, well, I mean, there's, there's a lot, there's, there's two solo singles that you've had with lately and uh, feel immortalized, which has mm-hmm. just come out. Yeah. And you've got obviously the Hogstad brothers uh, collaboration, collaboration yeah. as well. i mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. sticking with your, the two singles, as uh, I said, lately and feel immortalized, lovely, great, great, great songs, a real huge departure from the, the music on lost myself. How yeah. was that a conscious decision?
2: It was. I mean, um, you know, Lost Myself was like a vocal jazz album. And I played around with like blue chords. And there's another song that was pretty popular. But um, with bringing in some of my Jamaican reggae elements to the project. And I really wanted to explore all of that. And I have to say it's pretty difficult because... I have all these identities now. Like you said, I, I was ra- born and raised in California. Uh, my mom is Jamaican, and so I also identify as Jamaican. And I've, and actually, I, I have a nationality there now. Um, and then I've spent eight years in France, and and you know, kind of being in Europe. And so um, all of these experiences, I want to find a way to bring into my music and really have a identity through my music in that way. Um, So I was looking for different, just to experiment with different sounds. It felt difficult because I've been working with different people and trying out different things. And I'm like, uh-uh, that doesn't fit. That doesn't fit. And then working with uh, his name is Paris, which is pretty funny. Paris Lamont, (laughs) who's Jamaican like me, Jamaican American. When we were working in Jamaica, we talked about, it and we talked about kind of the sounds you wanted to create and um yeah it's different I think this is RB soul I, I don't even know how music is categorized anymore but I guess that's <laughs> how I would kind of categorize it and so yeah it's it's my exploration into that and one of the things we talked about when I released Lost Myself like the literature is like this is Shola's exploration into jazz so yes, I
1: yeah. feel
2: like that's kind of what it is I'm ex- I'm exploring um I'm exploring. So it is a big, it is a big departure and I'm curious to know, I mean, it's all very new. I released this in December, but just how Mm. people are receiving it. And I think for the most part, like if you, yeah, I don't know. If you like my voice, you could be along for the journey. Just kind of like what's happening next. Who is, you know, this person is this dynamic, multi-identified person. And so, um, yeah, hopefully people want to continue following along. But yeah, it is different for sure. Yeah,
0: i i, th- I think it's i think it's i think it's awesome. I, I honestly adore the songs that you've been releasing so far in um, the last few months. I, I remember we had a, a written Q and A around about the time that uh, Lost Myself came out, and I. I I, I can't remember what my question was, but I, I, I think I've maybe asked what your inspirations were, what sort of music. And you were you were like, I love Little Dragon. I love <laughs> yeah, exactly. Lisa Frank. I love Patty LaBelle. I love this. <laughs> I love that. And it's like, wow, there's, 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 there's a lot coming, you, you know. So yeah. way it's, and that's great. I, I think, as, as fans, we, we we give ourselves the uh, the right to be multifaceted. And I, if I want to listen to jazz, I'll listen to jazz. If I'm going to listen to rock music, right. I'll do that. And sometimes uh, the, the camp, I think it's probably a slightly dated mentality. I don't necessarily think people do that as much now. Mm-hmm. But I think years ago, people used to say, hey, you go back to jazz now. Don't, yeah, yeah. <laughs> don't, you stay in, stay in that lane because you stay there, but I can right. listen to whatever I want. I don't necessarily think that that's something – that's a commonplace mentality anymore. Mm. Uh, I, I, I don't know. I think people. It's sort of in this day and age. It feels like you invest in an artist, and you it kind of hopefully that investment affords them the freedom to, to exp- try different things yeah. and to explore. Like, that's the that is absolutely the key word. Uh, and uh, I I, th- I think. It's the, the the journey is quite exciting. I, I I'm a huge fan of Lost Myself, which I'd like to discuss a little later on. Mm-hmm. Um, I, it's, a, it's a perfect perfect record, and um, I I think the stuff that you've been doing now, you know, it's it's it's, it yeah, I don't know, it's um, it's it's certainly resonating with me. I think it's a, a great extension of kind of the music that you've you kind of introduced uh, listeners to through Lost Myself. So it's kind of exciting to see it will unfold, uh, as well. Yeah.
2: Awesome. Well, I'm happy to hear that. And I'm yeah, I'm happy to hear the two that things are changing because I, I was always, I always felt a little bit. Um, I don't know why the word contracted is coming into my, my mind. And I don't even know if that's the right word. But feeling like, okay, I have to like have an image and I have to do these things and blah, blah, blah. And in the last couple of years, I'm like, okay, but even if I have to do that, that's not really who I am. And so I need to find a way to find myself in this. And it wasn't put on me, but I just thought that was the idea of like, you know, what's your image, what's your style go in that direction, you know? And so I was feeling constrained by my own idea of how it was supposed to be. And so this year I was like, you know what? Um, this is my journey and my process and I'm going to just put out music and see what happens. Like this is, I, I can't, as I'm evolving every day and every year and every month season or whatever, my music has to too. Um, and that can happen in different ways. It could be working with the same people and doing different things, or it could be completely different. Like I'm in this mood now. So, uh, I've just been consciously working to, working to give myself more liberties and freedom to, authentically express uh where I'm at in the moment wonderful
0: wonderful yeah it's uh, well I say it's, it's certainly exciting to see it all unfold the uh the Hogstad brothers uh project is also something of of great excitement I mean you've got the uh the red white and blue mm-hmm. uh, uh track which is an incredibly powerful number in in light of recent events in yeah in in the states I mean how did the the concept for that that song and um, I know you mentioned that how you sort of met uh the the producers and and how you ended up working together but just sort of the general concept of say that song I mean how did that come about
2: well um it's interesting well it's interesting because I have to kind of start at the beginning of this project we started we did one song together that hasn't come out yet but we're releasing an EP with seven six songs um in next what month are we in we're in March (laughs)
0: Mark, um, like, like, yeah, yeah, like, I have to check as well. Like, oh like, my so
2: so the whole EP is coming out next month in April, and I'm really excited about it um, because it's it also is very different. I feel like there's it's more more like soul electro because they kind of do electric sounds and all these things. So we created the very first song we did together, which you'll hear next month when the EP comes out. Um, it's called "Lost in a World," and uh, it just brought together these ideas of navigating the world that we're living in and trying to make sense of everything like sociopolitically and just in your own experience of the world. And so then we started going on this journey of really uh, the EP is called a world of love and hate. So we really started going on this journey of tr- um, trying to mirror What we were experiencing, um, around us. So red, white and blue is like, we have just come out of a very tumultuous political. Uh, presidency and time. And so, and, uh, you know, a lot of the world has been reverberating that too. Like there's a lot of things that have been happening in different European countries right. that's been a little bit like, whoa, where's that coming from? Or like, we didn't know that still existed. And so like a lot of things that had maybe been hidden onto the surface have been coming more to the forefront and have been maybe more emboldened than they had been in the last 50 years. And so- um, Red, White, and Blue was was about that, was about this idea of um, kind of an immigrant's journey or like a typical immigrant to the United States and, and or a black or brown person who might have this idea of, okay, I'm in the land of possibilities. like You know, just the, the idea that America sells is that you can make anything happen. You know, you can pull yourself up by your bootstrap. So having that ideal in your head and then actually trying to live to fulfill that and all the things that might come or do come um, in your way and your obstacles to achieve that. And really asking like, so we, we kind of used, that song, we made it a metaphor for like a relationship, like as a, a young lover, who's like, Oh, I was so excited. I was willing and able to like mm. get in this relationship with you. And then I found out you're really abusive. And I stuck with it because I don't know, like maybe that's how love is supposed to be, but wait, like, is that what love is supposed to be? This doesn't feel good. And so that's how we kind of created this song. Um, so just really reflective of what was happening, what had been Really, in the last year or two, has really been coming up in the US, especially. Um, that's what "Red, White, and Blue" is about, and yeah. <laughs> so it's amazing,
0: yeah! It's an incredible song. I, I honestly, I'm really, really excited for the EP because uh, um, it seems like so much has sort of gone into it. I think the collaboration has sort of generated some wonderful stuff. So uh, yeah. it's really exciting. It's a really powerful song as well as you've described it. It really is. So yeah,
2: thank you, to you guys. Thank you. Um,
0: New York has been like such an incredible kind of hotbed for I I, I don't know I, I guess a, um, almost protest music the way you know the way things have uh, played out in, in in the states you know with with the, with the election with, with yeah like the COVID with uh, the uh, Uh, horrific uh, death of George Floyd you know Mm -hmm. the 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 response from New York has been has been fairly incredible I've been sort of very lucky to speak to quite fortunate to speak to like a few artists and who are based there and you know to discuss projects that they've made based on this kind of this tension this animosity you know that Mm -hmm. that sort of builds in there I mean what what is it like to kind of be a, 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 a I suppose in a way you're not amidst that because you're you're not able to sort of socialize in that kind of mm. context in the last year. But it, it must be kind of an incredible space to be in at the same time.
2: Yeah, you know, it's interesting because I thought that um, I wouldn't have come back to the US during the last presidency. Like I was like, there's no way I'm definitely going to stay in France. And I came really, and actually the day that our former president was elected, I had flown into New York not to live, but I'd flown in that day. And so it was kind of interesting that at some point, I wanted to be in the midst of kind of the crazy. Like I felt like, okay, I'm American. I I don't have to be in it, but I, I want to... I want to be a part of whatever their need in whatever way that I'm needed to hopefully create some positive change or contribute. I want to physically be present to do so if that's not only just giving my energy. So I do very much feel the mist in the midst of it. And where I live, I live in Fort green, Brooklyn. And, um, uh, when the protests broke out, they were passing my, I mean, there are multiple, you know, many protests happening simultaneously, but the ones in Brooklyn, because I live very close to downtown Brooklyn, passed my block every day. So Mm -hmm. I have all this footage from my balcony (laughs) that of, you know, people protesting and just this, how the movement grew and just like all the things were really, I was really had, um, you know, a front row seat to what was going on. And because of COVID and, and things like that, I personally didn't feel the need to be out there, but um, the Hogstad brothers were. And like I said, I could see it. So what does that feel like? It's a mix. I mean, it, sometimes it was very surreal. It was very surreal. At the same time, kind of a juxtaposition to that when, um, you know, the final election was called It was a Saturday and my neighborhood erupted, (laughs) erupted in celebration that lasted for like seven, like lasted in it to the night. So I'm here, like, I don't know what, I don't remember what I was doing, but all of a sudden I'm hearing screaming and banging. I'm like, what? So I stick my head out the window and like, and then they're on the corner because I live right on the, the park. On the corner, people are popping champagne bottles, and, and so then, like I get dressed, and I'm like, oh, I have to go out there. You know, I just have to feel all of this, you know. And so it's just, I don't know how to really describe it. It's it just feels really close, really close, and connected to be in the mist of all of these changes, good and bad. COVID, of course, was like this, you know, um, New York was, of course, like the center of COVID at some point in the United States. Like it was one of the most dangerous places to be in. And so our lockdown was very harsh and our governor took it very seriously. So um, in some ways, like we're very disconnected, right? Because we we can't socialize in the ways that uh, we normally could. But in, in other ways, you're like, I'm very connected in my isolation, <laughs> you know, like th- there is a whole experience that's happening that I'm really feeling because I just live in the midst of it. And some part of that is, I don't know if I can say comforting, but it just feels like, yeah, we've all lived a collective experience. And I feel like I've been in the center of a lot of it. And that has felt, I don't know, good. <laughs> its its just, It's been a mixture of emotions. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: It's amazing, isn't it? <laughs> How, uh, yeah, it just it, it felt like one thing after another. That was mm-hmm. just kind of, that. <laughs> the world just, it doesn't need more. <laughs> and it just yeah, just it's adding. just like a
2: lot, a yeah. lot, and it just keeps on going. So it's like, oh, you just have to keep yourself like healthy and grounded. Like I've been working out like crazy because that's another way that I've been able to release energy and just also... Hopefully, combat you know all the proliferation of germs that are everywhere. Like, okay, what I can control, I can't control a lot, but what I can control is what I put in my body and how I treat my body. You know, and I've been taking that very seriously.
0: Wonderful, amazing. Um, yeah. Well, hopefully, it will. Um, uh, kind of you know, I don't know. I think everyone was looking at 2021 as being the year that the savior (laughs) would, would, yeah, the savior. Exactly. Right. Yeah. And it was the year that everything would change and it's not, it's not got there yet, but hopefully uh, in time it will will kind of, yeah, you start to ease
2: I know a little
0: bit and uh, yeah, things can.
2: Yeah. I think 2022 will be the year of change. (laughs) You know, I don't know about this year. I don't want to call it a wash. Like things just in New York, for example, have really picked up in a certain way and just activity wise I feel like people are more like okay this is what we're living with how do we live with it instead of like not doing anything um so I think it's it's that part that people are trying to figure out how to create the change like okay are we always working from home now and forever or can we you know travel like how what do we want this to be and I think people are taking more ownership of it but yeah there's still a lot of scary things that are happening and um It's kind of a lot. Still, a lot of wait and see.
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah.
2: Yeah.
0: Well, fingers crossed then. Yeah, for sure. Uh I was hoping to, uh, I wanted to briefly, if if, if if that would be okay, to talk about uh, the the amazing "Lost Myself" record. Yeah. But b- before we before we do, there's another song that you put out mm-hmm. uh, in 2017 with um, LeRon Thomas. Oh yeah. Which I'm, I fairly, I recently discovered that, and I was mm-hmm. just furious for it having <laughs> slipped me for so long. What an amazing record! It's right? all these things, and it's um, by LeRon Thomas, who he's a he's a gentleman himself, who certainly goes through various stages of evolution yeah I mean, from jazz trumpeter to vocalist to 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 rapper to left field rapper that mm-hmm. he is now with as pan amsterdam but you have this incredible song um that called these things so do you mind if i ask how how did that come about
2: uh yeah first of all i i love that song too and i don't think we i mean i think it was just an album a song on his album yeah. but i just like i really love the vibe of it and the way I was asked to sing on it. Um, so I met Laurent in uh, Paris because he was touring with Guts, who also right. Florian Polissier tours with. Ah. And so Florian obviously is my collaborator with Lost course, Myself. Yeah. So that's how I met Laurent. And he, um, I think he was on the same record label as Florian Polissier Quintet, um, which also represented Guts, I think. And so, um, I guess he was working on his project, but one day Florian called me in and was like, you know, we want you to sing on this song. So I didn't write or anything on it, but we want to have you sing on this song with uh, Laurent and would you do it? And I was like, okay, sure. And so I came in, I, um, yeah, got the lyrics and they wanted me to sing in a very, uh, I don't know, very like kind of light and very, I don't know how to describe it, but um, that was one session and done, and that's how that, that's how that song was. And so I wow. heard it at the end when it was done, and I just think it's a really beautiful track and yeah. um, song. And I think our voices complement each other well, and it it just has a it has a journey within itself.
0: So, yeah, yeah, there's a wonderful. I think they're on, um YouTube page. It has a really nice video for it as mm-hmm. well, which is just that. The, you've, you've seen it. The the completely dark screen with like the the flames that kind of yeah, come together cam- mm-hmm. and, uh, and then sort of separates. From yeah, really, really apt. It's a lovely, lovely um, uh, video for the for the song. It's a gr- yeah. So yeah, I was yeah, I was hoping to ask you about that.
2: Yeah,
0: it's a fairly recent discovery for me, which um yeah, I'm very happy. i found <laughs> it. Though. It's a great song.
2: Yeah, it was. It is a great song.
0: Yeah, and Florian Policier, as you say, smoothly done, mm-hmm. um, Segued <laughs> into last night. I know that so.
2: worked. <laughs> <laughs> All the credit is yours. You you didn't know, but you lined that up.
0: <laughs> um, okay, so 2016 Hot Casa Records, Shola uh, Adi-Safara and the Florian Policier Quintet. Um what a record. How do you yeah. look back at it? Like five years now, how do you look back at that record? Incredible fondness, I imagine.
2: Yeah, now I do. When it came out, I was terrified, you know, it was my first <laughs> thing. And I was like, I don't know, right. what is this thing? And now I'm like, yeah, <laughs> look at this thing. Like, I'm really proud of it. And people continue to discover it. And um, I think it gets more spins now than it did then, or it just, there are people who it's just, it's still on playlists and things like that. So that just makes me really happy that it's still something that really resonates with people. Um, And yeah, like I said, it was my very first like professional musical offering. Um, And so I think it was, I think it was a good one, you know? Um, Mm. So I do feel good about that. And the experience, it was a long time coming, just making the project and, you know, battling a lot of kind of uncertainty. And, um, you know, I was, since I was in Paris, any, all the lyrics I wrote were basically in a vacuum because everyone was like, yeah, great. We don't understand what you're saying anyway. (laughs)
1: So,
2: (laughs) So that was kind of interesting, you know, so it was like I was with people, but working by myself and just had to like rely on my own kind of sense about things. Um, at least lyrically and then musically, Florian and I came from, you know, he spent some time in New York and went to the new school and studied jazz. And so we had an understanding, um, a musical understanding. And he's a quirky personality. Um, and so we were just able to, he, and he's just very open too. And I'm very open. So we we're like, okay, you want to try this? Can we try this? Let's do this. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I do look at it. I look back at it with fondness. Like, yeah, that was a good thing. And like I said, it's it's um, I've been able to tour from it from that time up until 2020. So that seems like pretty successful to me, you know?
0: Yeah. And I I think you sort of mentioned it, uh, we touched on it earlier about the in of itself. I mean, it is, you know, categorized uh, if we were to do that uh, as a jazz record, but Mm -hmm. there are so many different kind of flavors and different textures to it. You know, you you mentioned uh, like uh, reggae being a part of it. You've got Mm -hmm. that wonderful kind of uh, nod to to hip hop with the uh, the fall in love love. uh, Mm -hmm. interpretation obviously by uh, JD, Jay Dilla Mm -hmm. Um, you've got these just incredible different uh, sounds and flavors, you've got the lovely covers uh, the Herbie Hancock I Have a Dream as well Mm -hmm. which is just yeah, everything just comes together just beautifully do you you guys ever consider kind of reconnecting for a a follow up record in that vein?
2: It's a great question and I was thinking about it recently because Florian and I obviously keep in touch and we've recorded there's another song that we recorded that I think he's going to, that I wrote. And and when we had our very first show after the song released at the Duke de Lombard, we were like, let's create a new song. <laughs> and um, so we recorded a song, but recently, and um, I think he's going to use it for like this Brazilian project he's working on. But I'm like, we Amazing. should get together us Because he has his Brazilian connection. He just had a son whose name is Rio. <laughs> and, okay. you know, I have this Jamaican connection. So I feel like it could be really interesting to see what we come up with yeah. now, five years later. So I am thinking about that. And I think that could be very, very interesting. So thank you for bringing that up, because I that think that is something wonderful. to kind of uh, revisit and strongly suggest. Yeah, mm-hmm.
0: I, I I certainly hope it happens. That's um, it's a really really it's a personal uh, classic that record for me. So I thank yeah you. I would very much hope it's something you guys would connect for uh, in the future. Awesome. Um, uh, I, I will I will say thank you so much for for taking the time. I've honestly I've really looked forward to this, and it's just it's been as uh, as wonderful as I had hoped it would uh, be. Um, we mentioned uh, a closing song. That we kind of play just to send the listeners home, oh. very, very happy. Uh, it could be one of your current singles. It could be something from Lost Myself. It could be something that you're just a fan of. Uh, did you have a moment to kind of think about anything that you would. Uh,
2: uh, mm, I think. <laughs> <laughs> Great. I think. <laughs> I was thinking about that and then I forgot about it and now I'm thinking about it again. I think. I mean, I think maybe it's appropriate to play. Evolution, because this is what this all is. It's an evolution of the artist's journey and of my journey. Um, And that was kind of the first single off the Lost Myself Project. And I think, like you said, I I feel really good about the fact that Lost Myself had all these different elements. So it's also foreshadowing anywhere Mm -hmm. that I could go, kind of opening up a space for anywhere. And so I feel like evolution is kind of right down in the middle. It has a really good groove to it. I'm speaking And singing. Um, And just literally, I think it's about the individual power that we all have to create our own journeys. And so I think it's appropriate for this time. um, And it's appropriate to describe me and where I am on my journey.